So what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, today we got our brother, RJ Mahdi. He came on the show before, you know, talked to us about what he had going on in Senegal. And, and he also coming today, he wants to, you know, talk about some uh, things that has been going on with him. Um, you know, some people heard about a, a few things that was going on. Like I said, I'm definitely not going to speak on it. But the, I, want to, I want to give this brother the floor to, you know, clear any kind of... Uh, you know, confusion, misinformation, um, miscommunication, or anything like that that he feels that he needs to clear up um, on uh, the, the platform today. So, you know, before we get started, you know, RJ, we appreciate you coming back. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you and your time. Uh, all right, RJ. So, you know, you, I'm, I'm going to give you the floor and, and let you just kind of speak on the, the current issues that, that's going on and, and let you just clear the air before I just ask any other questions that I may have. I mean, you know, uh, like uh, we've seen plenty of times before, you know, there seems to be, uh, you know, factions of our people, of our community who have uh, used their proximity to, you know, some of us here on the ground. Uh, to, you know, sow division. And so we all have uh, seen it. Uh, it's been not just here in Senegal, it's gone on in the Gambia, it's gone on in Ghana, it's gone on in Tanzania and Kenya and many other places uh, where, you know, these folks are getting on the ground uh, and, uh, you know, essentially infiltrating into uh, these Pan-African organizations and, and, and development projects. Uh, inserting themselves and then uh, creating problems that uh, seem, you know, very, uh, um, uh, you know, bad. But uh, when you really look into them, you figure out that it's really just a whole bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of talk, a bunch of gossip, a bunch of, um, you know, uh, defamation uh, more than anything. And so, uh, you know, if at any cause, it's really just my turn, you know, so they've decided to target me. Uh, and uh, in my organization. And so, you know, we're here to talk about that. Man. All right. So, so lead us to what the problem is, because like I said, I don't only want to speak on it. I mean, I've heard most, I heard things that's been spoken, but, but I want you to, just, to go from the, the beginning to the end, tell your side of it. Yeah, so essentially, uh, you know, like I say, what's happening is these folks have used their proximity to us to, you know, create these kind of issues. Um, but, you know, on, on a grander scale, there are people who want, you know, these kind of markets for themselves. They want to be able to come over here to Africa and, uh, uh, and have, you know, monopolies on certain industries and, and certain imagery. Uh, they want to uh, pretty much control uh, this Pan-African space to a point where uh, those of us who've really actually been on the ground doing this for years, uh, we pose a threat to those kind of people. You know, these are the newcomers, the Johnny-come-latelys, the, uh, the capitalistic ones who only want to come for the profits. You know, uh, my family and I, we've been here for nearly 10 years, uh, and uh, we put in a lot of community work before we ever did anything uh, economic, or before we ever got into anything, you know, in terms of uh, investments, relocation, all these things. Uh, we were here, you know, helping to build schools. We were working with nonprofit organizations. We were giving free English classes to young people. We were doing business incubators and teaching folks, you know, how to start businesses and giving away money to them so they could start businesses. Uh, we were, you know, cleaning the streets with our hands, doing street cleanups. We were doing 
uh, uh, tons of community work, like you know, working with the clinics, uh, doing free giveaways and different uh, uh, programs with the clinics to help with public health, etc. Uh, and so, you know, this is how we got started here. This is what we came here for. Uh, we didn't come to Africa to, you know, have the same kind of, you know, nonsense going on that we experienced in the U.S. Um, we came here for, you know, the more uh, tangible purposes of repatriation, which is, you know, getting closer to that God conscious, um, you know, finding ourselves being more closer to our, our cultural um, uh, ancestry, etc. Uh, and so, you know, that wave was was good for a while, for several years. That's what we saw coming here. Uh, and that's the kind of people that we connected with and linked up with. Uh, over the years, you guys have seen us uh, welcome hundreds of people here in Senegal. Uh, many of them beautiful Pan-Africans, beautiful uh, folks who really actually had this particular mission at heart and were coming for the right reasons. Um, as of late, you know, that's kind of switched over. We're not seeing that same type of uh, people coming. Now we're just seeing the, um, oh, I just saw this online and thought it'd be a good thing to try out type of people. We're just finding people now who are uh, coming uh, for the get rich quick scheme. You know, I want to just come and just, you know, do what you do. You know, you guys look like you're making money. I'll come and, you know, be a consultant as well. I'll come and, you know, sell land too. I'll come and, you know, get invested in this business or that business because I want to get rich and make money off of Africa. Uh, and so that, you know, transition from the, the, the thorough-minded Pan-African coming for the real reasons and the capitalistic opportunists that are coming uh, just to, you know, benefit as they feel like they think that we're benefiting, um, that shift has began to bring a different kind of uh, African-American, a different kind of, you know, diasporan uh, into the continent. So that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing these kind of people who are coming for the, the wrong reasons. Um, over the last two or three years, uh, we've seen, you know, those same kind of people uh, jump into the YouTube space and start doing this, you know, kind of uh, uh, negative Nancy YouTubing and, you know, chasing after, you know, who's a scammer, who's a, you know, who's that, who, you know, the tabloid type thing. Uh, and so that became obviously, you know, a toxic uh, uh, insertion into this particular culture, into this particular uh, market as well, you know, and so now that's become the thing, right? We want to, uh, instead of building with each other on productive terms and, and talking about things that are uh, mutually beneficial, collectively uh, developmental, uh, we're seeing people who are chasing after the latest, um, you know, negative things. And so, uh, you know, now they've gone around country to country. Uh, they, the same type of situation we saw happen down in, in the Gambia a few years ago when our organization, the Exodus Alliance, stepped in uh, to, to help mediate. We came in as, you know, the community is supposed to, and we stepped in and offered elders and professionals who helped mediate the situation. Uh, and uh, we saw that backfire. We saw, you know, uh, uh, different influencers and, and, and uh, YouTubers uh, throughout Ghana and Kenya, et cetera, experience the same types of, you know, backwards uh, um, uh, uh, blame, as you could say, uh, because a lot of these things are really frivolous. We're not seeing serious crimes being committed against people. We're not seeing 
um, actual, you know, illicit scams or intentional scams against people. Uh, what we're seeing is folks doing business. Obviously, the African environment gets involved. You have different slowdowns. You have different things that challenge. Um, but we're not seeing intentional scamming. Uh, and so uh, I've actually spoke up against this a number of times when it had nothing to do with me. You know, when it was just other people here, uh, you guys have seen me speak up against this numerous times. I think on your channel, the last time we talked about the Dusties in Africa <laughs> coming for the wrong reasons. Uh, but uh, now it, it essentially these folks have, have targeted us. And uh, we've, you know, identified who it is that's doing it. Uh, and we understand that, you know, obviously we pose a threat to these people. And uh, that doesn't mean that we're going to stop doing what we're doing. Uh, if anything, that means that we're going to keep doing what we're doing, but we're going to do it on different levels. Uh, and so I don't know you know, if you guys have seen, we've had to shut down entry into our Exodus Club. We're not taking new uh, members into our club uh, as of a few days ago, um, you know, mostly because of this same type of new breed of, of folks who are uh, on the ground or coming to the ground. Uh, so, yeah, we'll... You know, we'll go a little deeper into that. Uh, All right. So this this is more so, you know, like I said, a, a clear the air type type of uh, uh, interview. And this is what I was kind of told that you would like to do. So um, and you can just clear this up. It's true, false, etc. Was there a woman accusing you of scamming her? Exactly. Uh, we had a uh, member of our Exodus Club who uh, came for a tour. We gave her a tour, was successful. Uh, she went back to the States. Uh, then she decided she wanted to move here. She paid us for an apartment and to furnish that apartment. Uh, we got her that apartment, brand new, never been lived in, beautiful apartment, furnished it for her. Actually asked, she came, she moved into that apartment. She actually lived in that apartment for over a year. Uh, and she also invested into one of our transformation operations that we have going here on the ground. Uh, less than a year into her involvement, uh, she starts uh, asking for, you know, profits on that investment. Now, number one, she has a 10-year contract with us that says that you're going to reap the benefits of this for 10 years. Uh, and six months into the first year, you know, she's hungry for cash. She starts coming, hey, I need money back now. I need something out of it now. I need money, my money, money, money. And we're well, let me ask you a question real quick because I'm curious since you mentioned it. What, what is the percentage? Is it a percentage that they they supposed to get? Or a yes. flat fee, like well, what? What is it? It's a percentage of that particular project's profits is what she's supposed to get on an annual basis for ten years. Okay, and so once a year. To the first year, she's you know strapped for cash, and all of a sudden she's coming to us hungry for money. I need my profits now. How much is made? How much can I take out? How much can you give me back? And we're like, the project is barely started. We're literally just getting all the materials, the machinery. We've got staff hired. We're doing this and this. Uh, and she starts posing, you know, this uh, extra uh, aggressive approach towards I need money back now. Uh, I even came out of my pocket and, and gave her over $1,000 uh, six or seven months in, just out of my own pocket. just because. Well, let me, well, let me ask you a question about that. Um, do they sign a contract about uh, the investment? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And in that contract, it clearly says an annual uh, payments. Absolutely. Okay. Years. So she signed a contract, which if you signed a contract, you signed a contract and that's just what it is. Um, right. I mean, even if you go to a court of law and let's say even in America, they're going to say, Hey, well, let's see the contract. What, what the terms of the contract was. And that's exactly uh, what happened. Once she, 
took this case and and first just let me know let you know she didn't go to the courts and just mention this particular investment she went to the courts and said well i've spent you know up to thirty thousand dollars with this guy and i want it all back i want the money back that i spent on a tour i want the money back that i spent on an apartment i want the money back that i invested i want it all back plus interest so that i can pay my lawyers etc 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 so she literally went to the police and made them believe that I had just stolen this money from her and ran off. This this is how she pitched it to the police. It was like, hey, I gave this guy 30,000 USD and he's blocked me on all communication. I, I, I just want to have him arrested, you know, and get my money back. This is what she told the police. And this is why they stepped in and arrested me. Okay. So, all right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Before, before, we get, before we get into the arresting part, when you did the contract, did, 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 was there paperwork and receipts and all that done? Absolutely, absolutely. Invoices. Oh, 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 let me let me walk you step by step. Okay, so the apartment, the furnishing of the apartment, everything right. was clearly clearly wrote down, and she said, "Okay, she paid for this, and this the receipt." So now in that contract, is it says once you pay for this is non refundable? Yeah, in that contract, she didn't do the contract with me. She made the contract directly with the apartment's landlord, who speaks perfect English. Okay, so okay, so. So so okay, so they don't they don't make an agreement with you, they make an agreement with the apartment. No different like here. You make it you yeah, just maybe say, Hey, well, this a person that, that that can rent the apartment. Hey, right. we'll put you on to them. So the all all the money went to the apartment themselves, correct? Absolutely. So we okay. just find the apartment for you. We have relocation specialists, pretty much agents that go out, they find the apartment that you're looking for based uh -huh. on the budget that you give us. When you pick an apartment based on the photos, videos, whatever, if you came and saw whatever, we put you in touch with the actual landlord of that property. Okay. And then we help you to, you know, navigate, you know, sign the contract. In this particular case, the landlord spoke English and dealt directly with her and they signed the contract between them. Okay. So she says she wanted tourism money back. Now, most tour companies, once you pay for the service, that's it. You can't get the money back. And you came on the tour. You you did the service. Definitely not fourteen months later. Yeah. Well, no. If you showed up, if you landed <laughs> in Senegal, you was on the tour. You got right. what you paid for. There's photos and videos of the tour. Uh, we took her to high value, high uh, you know, um, high visibility places that right. you know, people vouch for her coming and visiting. Uh, our tour guys, our drivers, they all were there. They all witnessed her on the tour. There's, I mean, you got to know that 14 months later, you can't get your money back for a tour just because you think you deserve it back with, with no, you know, it's not like she didn't even, she didn't even tell them that we didn't give her the tour. It's like, yeah, I, I had the tour, but I still want my money back. Okay. So, so she wanted the money. She wanted the money for, for everything that, you know, the services y'all done, everything. So the police show up. What, what did the police tell you? Well, the police essentially came to me like they should have as police based on what she told them. The police came to me. They were like, hey, man, this, do you know this lady? You know, she's saying that she gave you 30 grand and you ran off. What's, what's up with that? I'm obviously like, you know, that's clearly wrong. They tell me, OK, well, you know, they're they're pushing us, you know, to, to arrest you based on these charges. Like pretty much she's pressuring us. She's coming at us saying that we better arrest you, you're, you're a threat, you're a flight, a flight risk, whatever it is. But we have to arrest you on her word because she's coming at us with these charges. 
And so they didn't ask for no evidence. They didn't ask for like anything. Well, sure. They, they asked for evidence and we began putting that evidence together. Our attorneys and law team actually did very well in handling that for us. Um, you know, it's sad that I had to sit in jail while that evidence was, uh, you know, waiting to be shown because. Oh, OK. Well, hold on. Hold on. OK. So because, you know, like, of course, in the States, you know, you get a charge and then, you know, you either get bail or you don't get bail. So in Senegal, they don't do bail? No, different process, different process. Oh, well, explain to us the process, because i like to know. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, in the U.S., obviously, you have that, you know, ability. You know, there's no bail in Senegal. There's no such thing as bail here. Um, and uh, the process of, of uh, what we would consider in the U.S. innocent until proven guilty is, is a little different here, especially based on the charges. Uh, so, you know, there was definitely um, the use of the police. It was almost... Uh, 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 weaponizing the police against us. And we've seen this before. We saw this in the Kwesi Boyd case down in Gambia. We've seen this with, you know, ES and tons of other, you know, folks in different countries around the continent, particularly in the YouTube circle. Uh, so uh, it, it's almost like a repeat. It's like a, a specific process that they're doing over and over uh, just to sabotage and defame those of us who are working here. So, I mean, you have somebody who comes, spends money with you like a client, and less than a year later, they pretty much use that money against you to take you to court. Even though you've not broken any contract, you've not violated anything. Our contracts were, were ironclad. Our receipts were all in place. Our proof was all, you know, easy to see. Uh, so it's not like there was any. Once, once we got a chance to show that proof, the judges were like, why, do we, why are we even here? Uh, our judges pretty much grilled her. Like, did you read the contract? You knew what this said. You knew that you were spending. You knew you couldn't get your money back until then. You knew why. And why would you go around and tell people it's a scam? And that's the same thing that we saw in the Quasi Boy case as well. You've got people who are invested in a business, then go online and scream that the business I invested in is a scam. That doesn't make sense because the business you invested in will only do badly if you go online and do that right so right. It's the same thing we saw in the gambia case these women went to gambia they had invested in this guy's thing and then they jumped online they said oh it's a scam it's a scam it's a scam everybody pulled their money out the, the business sank and they essentially lost their money as well All right so this woman did the same thing you put your money into something as an investment you would hope that it would grow you you should speak positively about it so that it can grow if anything, you should be helping other people to invest in it so that we can be collective in our growth. Uh, but instead of doing that, you went and spoke badly about the project, you know, went public and told people it was a scam. Uh, and so you really only hurt yourself. And this is what the judges told her in this case. Uh, and essentially her last line of defense was to challenge our business as a whole. Uh, when all of the data and the proof showed that, you know, what she was saying was a lie, her last uh, line of, you know, explanation was, well, you know, this company, we don't believe this company is a legitimate company at all. We feel like maybe the company itself is fake. RJ doesn't really own this company. There's no way this guy has an SA Corp, which is the highest level of business entity in this country. Uh, there's no way he's got contracts to thousands of acres of land. There's no way he owns this 40 unit property next to the Pink Lake. There's no way he owns all of this stuff. This is what she fought in court. This is what she pretty much told the judges. Uh, and uh, our attorneys pulled out those business documents, showed that, in fact, we do own the company. 
showed that in fact we do own all the properties we say we own showed in fact that nothing that we have promoted or uh, shown in our media etc is false uh, and uh, right there their case fell apart the courtroom was pretty much you know, unanimous uh, the judges you know released me uh, immediately after that well let me ask you a question how, how, how long did you stay in jail I was in jail for over 30 days 35 days oh shoot you was in jail for a good month right and man, well, shoot, how, how, was jail, how was jail in Senegal? Because, man, we don't get too many people talking about jail, you know, locked up abroad uh, on this show. So how, how was it in jail? Um, you know, uh, I can say, I've, you know, I've been a lot of, you know, tough places in my life. But, you know, this was one of the, you know, toughest. Um, and so, you know, for some reasons, obviously, it was probably better than a U.S. jail. Uh, oh. But in other reasons, it was probably worse so you know all we can say is praise be to god um you know i met some good people in there uh, i've made some uh you know great i had, had time to make some good plans and, and think out you know our next moves as, a, as an organization um so you know there are positive takeaways but uh, i wouldn't wish you know that situation on anybody uh and uh in fact you know these uh, same people you know who have taken these steps against us now run the risk of ending up in there themselves uh, for filing a false report, for uh, the defamation that they caused, for, you know, the damages that they incurred upon us and not just us, but our other investors, other people who, you know, rely on us, you know, for their businesses to function uh, in the actions they took against us. They've also damaged those businesses. And so they run the risk of, of landing in that same place. Um, but uh, the only reason I was there that long, and this is important for people to know, I've seen people online saying, oh, well, if he was locked up that long, he must have did it. Uh, the only reason I was there that long is because every week on Monday is the court hearing. Uh, and every week, this particular complainant, either she didn't show up or she showed up unprepared. She came every well, the first couple of weeks, she didn't come. She just literally didn't show up. We're in court. We're ready with our documents. And she's nowhere to be found. The so they don't talk. So they don't toss your case when 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 she sh when they when the other person don't show up in the, in the U.S. That would be the process, you know. If the yeah. complaint show up, your your case is dismissed. But no, not here. Uh, they give you a, a renvoy, which is a, a reschedule. Uh, and then when she came to court, she came to court and she just stood there and she said, "Well, I don't speak French, so I don't I don't have a translator." She literally just came there and stood in front of the judge and I don't speak French. She did that two or three times in a row. Uh, oh, until the fifth week, she Ooh. finally showed up with a uh, translator, and uh, that's when the case was heard. So uh, it's not that I was locked up that long because that's the penalty for some crime. I was locked up that long because these people specifically put me there. They specifically pushed the police to lock me up and then specifically didn't come to court uh or, or or came with excuses so that i could be held there it was an intentional sabotage uh and uh you know most people who are close to us who are close to the situation they can all see it very clearly uh but obviously online people just hear oh he was locked up for a month you know this must be true uh be careful what you listen to and what you believe so so i mean when that when all that stuff was going down did you did you talk to the embassy or you just let them did you just let it you try to deal with senegal with it um, I mean, I didn't have to talk to the embassy too much. Um, I think my attorneys and some of my folks here, they, you know, heard from the embassy. The embassy called to, like, check on my situation. Oh, oh the U.S. Uh, embassy did call? 
Yeah, I believe the embassy did call and check. They didn't talk to me specifically, but I believe they mm -hmm. talked to my Okay. All right. So see, see that, that kind of stuff right there, you know, it, that, and then you made a video just a few days ago on, um, on, uh, your Instagram. Well, basically you was, basically you was kind of, um, alluding to, Hey man, <laughs> I'm done. And trust me, if I would have dealt with what you dealt with, Oh, <laughs> but you know, I'm the type of person you do me wrong like that. I, I, I'm, I, I don't, I'm a peaceful man, but I do believe in, I do believe in vengeance. I just, that's just how I believe when you're doing me wrong. Now, if it's just something legitimate, I ain't going to never react that way, but I got to retaliate. It's just how I am. Um, so, but that's me, not you. But so I saw you basically saying, look, <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I'm done with that. I got my people here. I deal with them, but I'm done. So that's what basically inspired all that. Sit, sitting locked up, being you know accused, and all this other thing, right? Um, well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, there's it's, it's multiple things. Uh, mm -hmm. But essentially, you know, like I you know started off in the, in the beginning. You know, uh, we didn't come here for that. We didn't come here, you know, to help people relocate here. Uh, that's something that, you know, started years after we got here and mm -hmm. only because of people's interest and requests from us to help. Uh, we put a very simple price on it. We charge a lifetime, you know, a flat fee for a lifetime membership. Uh, we don't charge you recurring fees. We were never in it for the money of it. Um, essentially, we, we, we saw a need and people came to us for it. And so uh, that's why we put that particular door in place. Um, uh, like I said in the beginning, uh, the people coming through that door were genuine people, uh, and and those people are still members. You know, these people who started uh, coming into our Exodus Club back in 2016, 17, 18, 19, these people are still members. They're still living here on the ground. They're comfortable. They're still having their businesses running. Uh, we're still in contact with them daily or weekly. We communicate with them very frequently. Um, you know, so you know, don't think you know this handful or very small amount of, uh, you know, public nuisances uh, is a representative of what we've experienced as a whole. Uh, we have beautiful members that have been our members for years who helped us develop our projects, who are contributors in our media, who do tons of great work with us. Um, but as of late, as of the past, you know, I'd say between a year and two years, three years, uh, there's a different kind of people coming, you know, to the soil. And so, you know, we don't have to be a door uh, much longer. We, we don't have to do that. Uh, we've got tons of other projects that we oversee. We've got land projects that are in construction. We've got things that are uh, much more important even. Uh, and so that part was kind of a service. That was us doing a service for the community. Uh, people talk about how when you, you know, don't help the people behind you, you're a gatekeeper or you're, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're selfish, right? Uh, and so we wanted to, you know, participate and be the ones to, you know, reach back. And many other people are doing that also. Uh, so this is another reason why we close our doors. Um, you know, when we started doing this, we were the only ones doing it. We were the first ones to start doing this type of repatriation, relocation services. I, I challenge you to find anybody that was doing it before us. 
Uh, we were among the first ones who were doing repatriation vlogs and content on, on YouTube. I challenge you to find more than, you know, a couple that were doing that before us. So when we, were, when we started doing these things, it was because there was a huge need. Now there are dozens and dozens and dozens of YouTubers showing their lives on the ground. We don't have to. I haven't done YouTube in over a year uh, in terms of, you know, my show Africa is for Africans or Real Homes of Africa, the shows that we were doing. We haven't had to do those in over a year. You got tons of other folks doing that. Uh, same thing with the relocation services. You know, again, you know, now you got people doing that all over. Everybody's a relocation consultant. It's like everybody who's touched the ground has, you know, tried to jump into that industry, or many people have. Uh, and so, you know, whereas I'm, I'm proud of those folks, especially if they're doing it, uh, doing a good job at it and, and having success, uh, I also feel like it's not necessary for me to do it anymore. Uh, so uh, with that being said, I decided to focus on our bigger, more important projects, uh, getting back into the community, doing what we really love, which is helping our people being a, a bridge here on the ground uh, locally and, and literally in the communities. Uh, you know, so that's that's what we're going to focus on more. Yeah, man. You know, like I said, just to, I never had those issues that you're talking about, but, um, you know, people online, I, I'll say this publicly. People online like to throw out certain terms, like, oh, you always want to call somebody a scammer. They always want to call someone a grifter and all that sort of thing. And how I feel about it, and, and, and maybe you can just kind of share this, but I'm going to speak on my position. You know, if someone kept saying that about me or, or, or our company, oh, they just scam people. They grift people. They scam, 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 grift, 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 scam, scam, scam. You know. Uh, eventually, if I notice it's starting to mess with something, then yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm have to go ahead on and, and uh, lawyer up, and, and, and I'm making an example out of you. And I'm letting put people know publicly. I will gladly make an example out of you because one thing you're not gonna do is ruin what I work for, ruin what other people depend on, you know, monthly to get you know their salaries and things like that. Because you know, when you have companies, you pay people, right? And people depend on you. So we have someone, you know telling a lie on you and that's not true, then at least, you know, I can't speak about Senegal, but at least in the United States, there's courts for that. You know, all the lying and all that. And I tell you right now Those that if you pull that mess to me, we're going to federal court. I'm not doing state court with you. I'm doing federal because I want to get all the punitive yeah. damages I can out of you. Yeah, um, no, but that's me. And RJ, you, you go ahead and had a flow on that. Those courts definitely exist here also. Uh, mm -hmm. And our attorneys are, you know, full throttle on the necks of those who have been working around the clock to defame us. Um, there are, you know, specific organizations who've made themselves public in this process, uh, uh, including uh, the Garvey Institute, or, or supposed to be, the, you know, led by the, the Garvey family estate, but uh, actually um, uh, Garvey's son, uh, his, his estranged son, Julius, uh, who's, you know, been a, a, a faction of this, as we've seen. Uh, it was his letter uh, to me that was sent by their team uh, to all of my members and to all of our contacts saying, you know, how much he, you know, uh, uh, called me a fraud and, you know, he didn't want his name attached to me or whatever. Um, but he and his, his team have had a lot to do with, um, you know, the spread of misinformation, the spread of, uh, these false allegations. Uh, in fact, in court, uh, the lawyer of the complainant read uh, Julius Garvey's letter in court uh, to to convince the judges that you know even this guy Julius Garvey thinks he's a fraud. 
and so he must be, you know. So his name has been a part of it. Uh, we saw people like uh, LGBT activists, uh, Shadonna Hainsworth or Shay Queen, as most people know her, uh, share online saying that the Garvey Institute, in fact, gave them the green light to go after people like me here on the ground. Uh, when you go to their website, you see that they are uh, in partnership with uh, these, you know, global oil companies like Shell and Exxon Mobil. You see them that they're, you know, partnered with Google and uh, Microsoft and all these global, you know, corporations. Uh, and on a website for what's supposed to be built by the Garvey family estate, uh, they've eliminated the words black and African from all of their text, uh, replacing it with human. We're here for human development. We're here for human economics. We're here for the health of human people. We, and, you know, we see where a shift in priorities is happening. Uh, so, again, you know, these people have made it clear that they are the ones uh, who have a problem with me and uh, will go to great lengths to, uh, to, to, to defame me and to uh, get me out of the way, obviously, as they look to uh, penetrate into, you know, this particular market as they see. Um, they've even committed to finding other people who they can potentially use against me. And so we see, you know, other uh, uh, complaints and, you know, just petty um, uh, blame being thrown around uh, specifically out of that same camp. Uh, so, you know, I just want to make it clear, you know, when we talk about the work that we've done here, um, you know, in 10 years, uh, we've been able to do uh, what, you know, a lot of these folks haven't been able to do in a century. And uh, when we really add that up, we see really what they're upset about, okay? In, in, in less than a decade, we've been able to relocate hundreds of people here ourselves with our own hands. We've inspired the relocation and the investment and development of thousands uh, all over the continent. Uh, we've built followings of multiple millions across social media. We've created uh, essentially industries that never existed. Uh, media genres that never existed. We've taken on tasks that we haven't seen taken on in, 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 the, in the past hundred years. Uh, and so uh, obviously some of those who feel as if they are the inheritors of this mission uh, have made it their own, uh, you know, their own objectives to come after us and to uh, uh, potentially bully us uh, here on the ground. And so that's what we're not going to allow to happen. And again, uh, there are courts here, there are uh, laws against that, against defamation, against the spread of misinformation, uh, against, uh, you know, false allegations being uh, made. Uh, and so our legal team is definitely uh, behind, you know, handling those things. So we'll, we'll update you uh, as soon as that's made available. And, and, the, and the sad part about this is what you said earlier, you know, out of all the years that you work with people and, you know, people have been happy and re, you know, relocating and investing everything they're doing. And it's just sad that when you get a, you know, look, a concentration of people, it literally, you have to switch some things up because, you know, I'm going to say it like this, man. And this is some experience that I've had, even with these tours. The majority of the people that we've had on on the tours have been great people, such some of some of the nicest people you will ever meet. And then you will find, then you will end up hearing or you will see, it's you you got some people don't know where they come from. They moving like they moving like on some old agent behavior. That's how they that's how they move. And it's like, where they come from? You know, I remember one time um, it was it was a particular tour. 
And then some people came on the tour that didn't even watch the show. And I said, how did you even know about this tour? Oh, because this person told me, but, but you, do you know what we talk about here? Like, how are you, you here? And believe it or not, drama got jumped off behind those people that, that normally don't even watch this show. And, you know, even in, in, in God blessed all the tour companies that we work with. Right. I mean, they've been all great people. Um, all the problems they have to deal with literally behind some of these people just, just showing up. This is why RJ, I had said myself, you know, I, I've been saying it behind the scenes. I also said it to my people on Patreon and, and I think the YouTube channel members, but I said this Ghana trip is, is going to be the last one. Um, if I offer any more, if it even happens, that's a big if, because for me, it could be an indefinite pause, right? I got a lot of things I need to do. I do not need to deal with people's drama. Trust me, I, I don't have time. But I say if we if it happens again, it only be for the Patreon members, website members, YouTube channel members. Um, that'll be the only people it'd be for. Um, no more just offering it to the public because you got too many agents moving around trying to destroy unification. Look, even in America, you you know, you try to get with black people in America, try to do something good, unify the people, and you notice know always one or two show up that's trying to break up the unification of the people. Have you always noticed that? Is always infiltrated. Every uh, black progressive movement that we've had since the abolition of slavery has been infiltrated by people who look like us, uh, but have uh, allegiances to uh, other folks. And so we saw that, you know, even in slavery, right? You know, when 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 some of us was was breaking free and running away and heading north, you had slaves on the plantation. I was, hey, look, master, they're getting away. Hey, 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 Masa, I, I, hear, I hear them over there planning. They're going to run. You know, uh, when you look at uh, even the uh, more recent uh, situations in history, you look at things like uh, Black Lives Matter being taken over and exploited in, in ways that were not beneficial for us. Uh, you look at, you know, you go back to Garvey 100 years ago, his ships and his uh, organization was attacked and defamed in the exact same way. Um, you look at uh, plenty of our, you know, situations uh, here, you know, in more recent years, uh, where our, you know, potential black leadership or potential black um, uh, uh, examples are being uh, targeted, uh, attacked, accused, defamed, uh, ridiculed. Uh, it's a uh, it's a very repetitive process, and you know, and if you ask me, you know, it's old, right? Um, and we as black people, those of us who are on the, you know, same mission or, or motive and message, uh, we should be able to see through these things. We should be able to see through these kinds of attacks uh, that are launched on us. And we should be able to stick together and say, hey, look, we're not going to allow you to defame our people any longer. Um, the problem that we have is uh, once people hear, you know, from anywhere, they don't have to have any proof. They don't have to have any you know, knowledge of the situation, as soon as they hear somebody say, oh, you know, he's a scammer or he's this or he's that, um, you know, everybody just jumps on it and believes it. Oh, really? Oh, oh, okay. oh man, we never, oh, I'm glad you told me. Oh, what? I'm out of here. People, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't require much proof to abandon the people who have sacrificed so much to us or for us. Um, I watch, you know, as people who uh, I've helped for years, people who I've, uh, assisted far beyond what they've ever paid me or far beyond what I've ever, you know, invoiced them for. Uh, 
Uh, I've seen them, you know, run for the hills and go, oh, man, we, you know, we can't mess with you, man. I heard they, what they said, this, that, that, you know. But at the same time, we have people among us who, uh, who do have our backs and who do have our best interests at heart and who do come to us when these kind of things are circulating. Um, and they, we watch as they speak out for us, as they speak up for us. Uh, those who know that we've done legitimate business for years, that we have helped relocate, uh, you know, countless people and put them in great situations and, and walk them through the steps of getting settled in. Uh, we've got folks here who've been living here for years uh, that call us, you know, every few months just to say thank you, just to say, hey, man, I'm just checking in. I'm like, hey, I hadn't heard from you in a while. Man, we're good. We're set up. Our kids are in school. We're boom, boom. The business is running, you know, and these stories never make it through the cracks. Um, we even used to do collective repat socials where we get together all of our successful repat families and have social events. We had to stop doing those events simply because the infiltrators were showing up at those events and, uh, you know, sowing division. They were getting into those events and then, you know, uh, getting our, 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 our members contacts information and then spreading misinformation to them and trying to poach them and take them over to another side. Uh, so uh, even on my page and my social media, we don't share so many of our, uh, our members or, or tag them or, or specifically shout them out because we see that people are using these social media avenues to literally defame and purposely infiltrate these organizations. So uh, for those others who are in the same position as I am, who are uh, doing this kind of public movement, you know, I just, um, you know, I advise you guys just, you know, be careful. Uh, it's time to move a little different. It's time to uh, stand up against these kinds of false allegations and infiltrations. And uh, we have to, uh, we got we to gotta stick together. We have to trust each other. We have to work with each other um, and not have to go out into the public so much, uh, you know, bringing in strangers, so to speak. Uh, so, you know, it's just time to move different. It's just like, you know, just having a stronger vetting process, because um, that's kind of how, you know, we do here. We, we like to have a strong vetting process. You know, some people are like, why can't I just talk to Phil? You can't talk to me. No, you got to talk to Kellen. And Kellen is, is is many hats. And one part is that he vets people and he tells me what he feels out of it. And I say, yeah, yeah nay, you know, uh, that's just kind of how that works. And, and that, that vetting process has protected our platform. Uh, but I'm, I'm very cutthroat too. If I, if I see some shenanigans or anything that's not right, you out of here. I don't play that from, from behind the scenes to on camera. I don't play that because I know one person could ruin the whole thing. I know that. And you're not going to come in here and ruin what I've worked for for years. That's just not going to happen. So, you, you know, you're going to go on and move around. Um, Unfortunately but, for us, you know, we, we've, we've, been very, uh, we've been very tight with all of our business over the years. And so, you know, even when initial allegations show up and people say, oh, we heard you scam somebody, it's very difficult for me to even take that serious based on the fact that I know that we've never scammed anybody. Um, if anybody has an issue with us based on financial economic issues you know in the business they've they've always been able to come to us uh anybody that we've ever owed money we've always paid them back or put them on a payment plan to get it paid back uh anybody who has ever even we had people who had you know in years past purchased land from us and didn't want it anymore we gave them their money back when we didn't have to We've had people, you know, uh, whatever their grievances, we'll, we'll settle it. We're 
the type of business people that know how to, um, you know, facilitate proper proper uh, professionalism. Um, so for anybody to say, hey, you know, this guy scammed me, blocked me, or you know, ran off of my money, you got to show me some proof, buddy. You got to show me some receipts. Well, just my just my suggestion. You know, the society we live the society we live in today. Um, what I would do if it were me, I would. Uh, because you went this far with it, I would show, I would, I would go online and I would literally show all of you accuse me of, I'm literally going to show you what, what was paid, what was the receipts, what was this, what was that? I'll show it all. I'll say that because it's, it's all about, you know, at, at the point of just clearing my name publicly, you know, and saying, Hey, this, this, this person's lying. This, this is all the receipts right here, you know? Um, and, and that's just, that's just the end of it because, you know, uh, some, some people, man, it just, it's frustrating. It, it just really is, but God bless you. God bless you. Cause you know, y'all dealing with different people's personalities like that and, and the way they act about money and, you know, yeah, I'm telling you, God bless you on that. Cause I, I don't have the patience it's much easier to make content and do the things I'm doing behind the scenes and be dealing with people's personality like that. Yeah, man. You know, we, 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 we went into this, we knew that we would have to deal with these kind of things. We knew that eventually uh, we'd be targeted. We knew that eventually people would see us as a threat. We, we knew these things. We were prepared for these things. Uh, we understand that, you know, if you're doing anything, you know, worth doing, uh, people are going to hate, people are going to talk, people are going to uh, debate your, processes and, and your, you know, um, you know, your way. Right. And so uh, none of this is as, as a surprise. Um, at this point, we just look to number one, um, you know, hold people accountable when they start speaking our name and start uh, especially going into legal processes and making that public uh, to defame us. Uh, and number two, as you said, um, you know, picking our people a little better. Um, you know, whereas over the years we've allowed, we've opened the door for so many people to come in. Uh, you know, at this point, we, you know, we, we opening the door for nobody else. We're working with people that we know, that we trust, people that we've been working with for years. Uh, we've got people who've invested with us, you know, for years and have been getting their returns, who are making their money back, uh, and they're happy. Uh, and so those are the people that we'll continue to build with. Uh, and uh, I'm just sorry if, you know, if there's anybody who hadn't gotten to the, you know, door yet and feels like it's closed in their face, um, you know, you guys are just going to have to watch from a distance. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's not closing their face. They just need to go there themselves. They need to find a reputable realtor company, right? And work with a realtor and, 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 and talk with the realtor and, and, and see about, because they don't need you to go get a realtor over there. They got people that do that all the time. So yeah. they just gonna have to do the work themselves. That's all, you know. Unfortunately, you know, a rotten apples ruin a bunch. That that essentially is what every business is, right? Yeah. When 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 a, when a when a woman buys a pack of you know lace front hair from the beauty supply, she didn't have to get it from there. She could have just went to China and got it herself. Right. right? But we all know what challenges she'd face in doing that. So getting it from that beauty supply store was a uh, a, an easier, more relatable, professional uh, stop of getting it, and it didn't accept, it didn't uh, uh, exactly cost you a whole lot more, or you know, uh, uh, tear into your profits, etc. Right? 
Uh, so it's the same with this business. Yeah, sure. People can land here any day, get off the plane, drive around, see a building, call the people themselves. Hopefully there's an English speaker. If not, use Google Translate. <laughs> you know, get on the phone. <laughs> use Google Translate, man. It's possible. You can do it on your own. And we've given the steps and the game to do this for years, bro. And this is the thing that, you know, everybody thinks we're so, you know, oh, you know, they're capitalistic. They just want you to do this with them. You know, we've released hundreds of videos. You go down my YouTube, free content on how to invest, how to get land, what companies to work with, uh, how it's measured, how it's priced. You go on my page and we show you how to pick apartments. What All this free content. We've been giving you this for years. Man, look. People, people, let me tell you something about, about, about black folks that tell you that sort of thing. Oh, capital, y'all being capitalists. They don't tell them white folks they're being capitalists, they pay them. They don't tell them Asians that. They don't tell them Arabs that. Them East Indians, when they're ready to spend their money with them, they don't mention capitalism. Them just, we have this thing in the black community where we don't want to pay other black people. Right. You know, whatever their price may be. We don't want to pay them, but we'll pay all these other people because you're just supposed to give it to me for free. Like, no. I don't. I'm, I'm not giving you nothing for free. This is the price. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. It's just yeah. that simple. So, like I said, I I don't have patience for that because I look at that as disrespectful, you know. And I don't really don't. And, and really, brother, sometimes we have we transition out of different forms of business into others, right? You know, it's, it's a time and season for everything. Maybe this may be the the end of the season for that for you, right? And you may be going into something else that may be more beneficial. Um, and I'm a firm believer that, that, that sometimes things have to end and then you just start something new. So that's how yeah. I would look at it. I would look at it as nothing bad. I'd look at it. Hey, just something starting new. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we don't even have to start nothing new, man. We got dozens of projects going. I, I, I pity the fool that thinks that, you know, our Exodus club or the consulting that we do a relocation that we do is, you know, any amount or percentage of our bread and butter. Like, I mean, I, I, if, if that's what you think, you're sadly mistaken. You know, we set ourselves up with multiple businesses here before we ever started doing that. Uh, we export local products, tourism. We've got uh, all types of development products, projects on the ground. We own farms. We own land. Uh, we've got construction projects under uh, uh, under process of construction. We've got government contracts that we're facilitating. Um, and these things, you know, if anything, require more of our time. And, and, and so, frankly, um, you know, leaving that part of our business alone uh, does us more favor than anything, you know. So it's there almost you, like not well, there you go. There you go. If it's not bringing in the right kind of people, we can leave that completely alone, go back to our other business functions and uh, and be more productive, if anything. There you go. That that's that sound like that sound like a plan. But but uh, brother RJ, um, you know, let people know. Like I said, those may want to follow you on Instagram or whatever platform that you know that you have. Let them know. Right. So I'm at King RJ Mahdi K I N G R J M A H D I on Instagram, um, or uh, you can find me right here on YouTube. I don't post very much on YouTube, as I mentioned earlier, but uh, uh, Instagram is where you'll be able to find me at right now. Um, we won't be doing too much else in terms of, you know, uh, all of this, uh, uh, promotion of the, of the movement. Um, but you'll see us still moving. So, you know, you can follow us and uh, tap in if need be. 
All right, uh, RJ, brother, I thank you for, you know, uh, taking time to come by to clear the air and, and, and everything. Um, you know, that's that's further around out there about you and uh, take, take care of yourself and, and tell the family I said hello. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me.